millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Breaking news, Washington, D.C. is in lockdown as pro-Trump supporters attempt to storm the United States Congress as it debates a Republican objection to the Electoral College count. Now, these are live pictures from Capitol Hill where crowds, as you can see, continue to grow. Incredible, historic pictures that we're seeing there right now. 7 News U.S. correspondent Tim Lester is there for us. Tim, Donald Trump says he will never concede. Uh, this is a quite extraordinary show of political force by Donald Trump. He's spoken to tens of thousands of supporters on the lawns in front of the White House and among his directions is to send them down to the Congress building. So they've made the march down here uh, to the Congress building. They've surrounded it. We've now got uh, reports of... Uh, uh, some Congress buildings around the Congress being evacuated. Certainly there have been clashes between some protesters and police as they want to express their frustration, particularly with Donald Trump's vice president. Mike Pence in Congress today is leading the uh, official uh, ratification, if you like, of the presidency of Joe Biden, the Democrat. Now, uh, the president has made it clear to his supporters that he believes that is an illegal step, that the election, of course, as he's been saying for two months, was stolen from him, and they ought to get down here and they ought to put some pressure on Mike Pence to change that result. The uh, vice president says he simply can't do that, but the president is putting as much pressure on him as he can. All of us here today do not want to see our election victory stolen by emboldened radical left Democrats, which is what they're doing, and stolen by the fake news media. That's what they've done and what they're doing. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. You don't concede when there's theft involved. Now, as Tim's mentioned, the protesters have crossed police lines in a number of places. This is video just in from inside uh, the building there at Congress. Have a look at this. Uh, we, we are told that staffers have been escaping through tunnels as, uh, as these supporters push up on these police lines. Incredible scenes there. Uh, as we have heard, uh, the Senate leader, Mitch McConnell, has told the Senate, I understand, that overturning the election could well damage the republic forever. We will keep you updated as these scenes continue to unfold uh, there in America. There are extraordinary scenes unfolding in Washington, D.C. this morning with pro-Trump supporters storming the, storming the United States Congress as lawmakers were meeting to certify President-elect Joe Biden's election win. We have some live pictures here. Also a tweet that has just come in from Donald Trump that says, please support our Capitol Police and law enforcement. Uh, they are truly on the side of the country. He is urging people to stay peaceful. We have also had some reports 
just in that one person has been shot inside the US Capitol and that CPR is in progress. That report coming from Fox 5 in the United States. For more, we are joined now by Mo Valla, a US attorney and political advisor. Mo, um, it is difficult for us here in Australia to try to comprehend what is unfolding in Washington right now. Have you ever seen anything like this? Um, first of all, thanks for having me. Um, all I can say to the, my incredible love that I have for the people of Australia, we really need you guys to think positive for us right now. This is very, very scary for us. Uh, I've never seen anything like this. Um, I, you know, I don't know if you're aware of this, but I've actually served twice in the White House uh, for President Obama and uh, for President Clinton. I was Joe Biden's senior advisor in the White House. And I'll tell you something, I've, I've had to stay in place and I've been evacuated. I've never felt what I am feeling right now, Matt and Nat. Uh, this is unprecedented uh, in my lifetime and my service to my nation. Um, I, I'm honestly, I'm emotional. This is, it's not just scary. Uh, it's sad, it's heartbreaking, it's, it's disgusting. Um, and it's the result of four years of frankly anarchy and people doing everything they could to dismantle and destroy our beloved democracy. Mo, the obvious question is how could this happen? First of all, we've had Trump saying we will never concede. Um, I know he's saying follow the law now, but it's a little bit too late when people are already storming a building, isn't it? But as far as security is concerned, how did these people get in? It's absolutely shocking, Nat. I don't, I can't answer that question. Uh, as I said, I have been inside the perimeter of the White House, which is arguably the most secure place in the nation. Uh, and I can't even begin to guess what the heck has gone wrong and how this was breached. Um, I, I, there will be a lot of analysis, a lot of evaluation. Frankly, right now, I'm more concerned about the safety of our Capitol Police, our members of Congress, their staffs. My cousin is a member of the United States Congress. I'm extremely concerned for his safety right now and all of his colleagues on both sides of the aisle. This is not political at this point. This is not partisan. This is about our democracy. This is about our fellow human beings. Uh, they are in peril and this is serious and it's grave. And as you said, it's too late, Donald Trump. You, sh you started this. You've been egging this on and inciting this for four years. This is the result of your vile behavior. It is that simple. Mo, um, your, the, the emotion that we can hear in your voice, I think, is a portal into what so many uh, in America are feeling right now. Some of the pictures we've just been seeing um, uh, are incredible. Guns drawn inside mm. the chamber uh, just, just almost defies belief. You've spent a lot of time there. Uh, we're hearing about staffers escaping through the tunnels, uh, buildings being evacuated. Give us a sense of the, the lay of the land inside the US yeah. Capitol and just how terrifying this must be for the people who are trapped inside now, being surrounded by uh, these protesters who are now yeah. waving, we believe, Confederate flags. Yeah, it, it, look, the, lay, the, the way it's laid out is you've got obviously the Senate side and the House side, and there's an entire area between the two chambers called Statutory Hall, Statuary Hall, excuse me, uh, Statuary Hall, and that's kind of like the walkway between the two chambers. And then you've got two tunnels that lead from either side of the two chambers to their respective office buildings. This is a lot of territory to keep safe. This is a large perimeter from a law enforcement perspective. Uh, it's a lot of area to breach. But once they breached, that gives them access, Matt and Nat, to these tunnels and these the ability to actually continue to breach more and more of Capitol Hill. This is uh, very, very scary. I, I, I trust, though, that uh, law enforcement will get control of the situation. Uh, and I don't mean to be emotional. I apologize that you're hearing the emotion in my voice. But I am rattled for the first time after two tenures in the White House of this nation. 
I feel like today we look like a third world country. Mm. This is absolutely appalling. Appalling. Well, you know, unfortunately you do. This is, um, you know, we, we, we've never seen anything like this. I just can't I just can't understand, uh, you know, I've just been, I just covered the, the election in Washington, D.C. I was there, you know, early November and you can't get anywhere near any of these buildings no. if, if you try. We've just seen these shots of these, uh, are these guys security or, or, or police backing away from guys mm. in MAGA hats. Uh, they seem to be the only ones on a floor. Describe yeah. to us um, what sort of line of defence is outside that building. Well, clearly, Nat, there wasn't a sufficient line of defence. This should have never happened. Let's just go back to the premise here. This should never have happened. We all knew that the president was inciting this type of protest and inciting this type of violence. That capital should have had a perimeter of law enforcement around it to protect against this very type of breach. So at some point, somebody needs to be held accountable and responsible. This should have never happened. So to answer your question, clearly there was not a sufficient level of security protecting our United States Capitol, and somebody needs to answer for that. Unfortunately, right now, uh, that's not the time. Right now, we need to worry about getting them secure again, securing the building, uh, at least the interior of the building. And I can assure you that is what they're trying to do right now, is go through the interior of the United States Capitol uh, from inch by inch and securing the uh, interior aspects of the building uh, so that they can take get control again. Right now, they've lost control. And that, as you guys know, any country in the world knows, the minute you've lost control from a law enforcement perspective are the most grave and serious moments. It's the time where you're most volatile. Yeah, democracy well and truly under threat. And in just the few, last few minutes, Nat, uh, a request has been made for the National Guard to be deployed. Right. That is by DC officials. Um, hopefully that that's can right. be and done. And the Speaker's office, I'm um, told. That's right. Mo Valla, US Attorney and Political Advisor, thank you very much for your insights this morning. Uh, we'll keep people updated as this unfolds. They are scenes we never thought we'd see, aren't they? Yes, Mo? Thank you. Thank you very much. We appreciate your time this morning. The United States Congress has been stormed by pro-Donald Trump supporters as lawmakers met to certify President-elect Joe Biden's election victory. These are live shots from Capitol Hill where protesters have breached the Senate floor and a woman is reportedly in a critical condition after being shot in the chest. This is history unfolding there at the US Capitol. For more, we're joined by Bruce Wolpe from the United States Studies Centre. Bruce, uh, we spoke yesterday. You had some fears um, that this was a country on the verge of something like this breaking out. How significant is this moment in US history? Uh, this is a black day in uh, US history, Matt, and Nat, very good to see you. Um, and nothing like this has happened in the United States. It's the worst day since the Civil War. Uh, insurrectionists have stormed the Capitol. They have disrupted the orderly proceeding of a peaceful transfer of power, the counting of the electoral votes. And so this is really a black mark on the United States and how it conducts itself. And, uh, I, and people are very concerned. However, order will be restored. The process of counting the electoral votes will be resumed. And the very good news is that the Vice President of the United States has said he will be faithful to his oath of office to call the result of the Electoral College. And the and Majority Leader in the Senate, Mitch McConnell, has urged his colleagues to reject challenges to the count of the Electoral College. So ultimately, the process of democracy in America will reignite again. But this has been a terrible day under the, the temple of democracy that is the dome of the capital of the United States. Yeah, so just run through that for us. Uh, Mike Pence rejected Trump's call to overturn the election result and then Trump tweeted against him again today. He, uh, President Trump has tried to uh, force Mike Pence to do his bidding on several occasions, including earlier today when he addressed that rally of uh, these, these insurrectionists, these Trump supporters, uh, uh, just outside the White House gates. 
And, and Pence uh, issued a statement. He had studied the Constitution, studied the law, studied precedent, and he came to the conclusion that his duty was to do what the law prescribed. You open the ballots, you count the ballots, you announce the ballots. Challenges are permitted. He says that's a legitimate right, and it is. Uh, but then he said he will do his duty and not preempt the will of the people as expressed in the votes in each of the states. And so, so on a day when we've seen an assault on democracy, we're also seeing an affirmation of democracy by the second highest executive officer in the land. And that is good news. Uh, Bruce, I, I love uh, your, your optimism and you, you are right that order will be restored here. But I have to say there is a long way to go because what we are looking at now, we've got a scenario where pipe bombs are being talked about. A woman's been shot in the chest. Guns are drawn inside the chamber. We've seen a protester standing at the dais um, and we've seen some other protesters sitting at the desks of, of senators and congressmen and women. Uh, this is quite unlike anything that we've seen. Uh, Malcolm Turnbull says that this mob violence is a result of Trump's sustained assault on US democracy. Is it enough for him to tweet? Does he have to break into American programming now? Uh, what, what do we do to bring this under control? If the president had any decency, he would make the strongest statement that this is intolerable and he calls on these people to disperse and go back home. I doubt if that will happen because I don't think he's capable of it. You know, Matt, when he was inaugurated, his inaugural speech talked about American carnage. That was his first day as president. This mm -hmm. is one of his last days as president. And we've seen American carnage in the capital of the United States. I worked there for 10 years. I've been in the House chamber. I've been in the Senate chamber. This was unimaginable. I remember when we passed the Affordable Care Act, Obamacare, there was a group of Tea Party protesters outside the Capitol chanting and yelling, and that's their right. They spit on congressmen as they went in to vote. This has now morphed into something much more serious, and um, it is inconsistent with American values. Ultimately, uh, the rule of law will prevail, but this has been a very dangerous day in the, in the capital of the United States. Okay, Trump has tweeted a couple of times. He's asked everyone to remain peaceful, no violence. Remember, we are a party um, uh, of law and order. There's his tweet there. A lot of people criticising, saying he should be telling people to get out of there uh, and, and, and calling on his supporters to uh, stand down in much more strong terms than that. Um, obviously, you agree that, with that. And also, it brings uh, on the question, how's he going, is he going to leave the White House on the, on the 20th of January? It does raise, um, you're absolutely right, he needs to take more affirmative steps. But again, whether they will be forthcoming, we just do not know. Um, as far as leaving office, this does raise a question. There's no, Joe Biden will be inaugurated as president, will become president, but leaving the White House physically and how that's done. But let's take it a step at a time. The process of counting the electoral votes will be concluded. The vice president will announce that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are the winners and are to be inaugurated. And then comes the ultimate moment of truth as to how Trump announces his departure from the White House so that the transition to the new president is complete. So there, I, there will be more tense days ahead. The outcome simply cannot be in doubt. But it is, these are, this is just very difficult times and the worst fears that people had, they're seeing for the first time, play out in real life under this president. Bruce, I wonder if I could ask you, if we just step back for a fraction and look at America, the land of the free, um, Senate leader Mitch McConnell has told the Senate um, that this could well damage the Republic forever. Ha what we're looking at here could well shape how America and American democracy is viewed within the world. How damaging is what we are seeing play out now in Washington, D.C., going to be to America's standing in the rest of the world? Hugely damaging, Matt. And, um, you know, there was a big repair job on the United States' image when Barack Obama came in after the Iraq war under George W. Bush. And that took a long time and a lot of work, but ultimately America's reputation was restored. This is, as we've known, we've been talking for, you know, some years together now on the election and a political process. And people around the world are looking at these pictures and saying, are you kidding me? Is this is the greatest democracy in the world? We're supposed to respect and pay attention to this? So America has been bloodied in its image uh, as a democracy here. So this adds to the repair job that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, and frankly, a goodwill of Republicans, people who love democracy and the American Constitution. This is the time for people to stand up and join together 
to restore what America is and has been for mm. centuries now it, uh, across the world. So there is, in adversity and challenge, there is opportunity, but we have, there's a, the, the, but this situation, which is so awful, this is going to have to be resolved in the next few hours. And I am frightened about those prospects and what happens and people will be hurt. Yeah, and not just in Washington, around the country, surely there'll be, you know, other concern, security concerns. Bruce Wolpe, we thank you very much for your time this morning and your insight. We appreciate it. Thank you. Nat, thank you. Matt, thank you so much. President-elect uh, Biden is addressing the unfolding violence. But all of you, all of you have been watching what I've been watching. At this hour, our democracy is under an unprecedented assault, unlike anything we've seen in modern times. Assault. Uh, it looks like we've got a bit of a, an issue with the sound there. Um, Obviously, a bit of a technical difficulty. We'll return to that, though, as soon as we're able to rectify that. But, Nat, as you're seeing there, the, these are the images of the violent protesters moving through the insides of the building where one woman has been shot in the chest and is in a critical condition. We have reports of guns being drawn inside the chamber. Uh, a pipe bomb has been found and safely detonated. And staff members have been using tunnels underneath uh, the building to escape. We understand business. that we have Biden again now. Let's return to that. Let me be very clear. The scenes of chaos at the Capitol do not reflect a true America, do not represent who we are. What we're seeing are a small number of extremists dedicated to lawlessness. This is not dissent. It's disorder. It's chaos. It borders on sedition. And it must end now. I call on this mob to pull back and allow the work of democracy to go forward. You've heard me say before in different contexts, the words of a president matter, no matter how good or bad that president is. At their best, the words of a president can inspire. At their worst, they can incite. And therefore, I call on President Trump to go on national television now to fulfill his oath and defend the Constitution and demand an end to this siege, to storm the Capitol, to smash windows, to occupy offices, the floor of the United States Senate rummaging through desks, on the Capitol, on the House of Representatives, threatening the safety of duly elected officials. It's not protest, it's insurrection. The world's watching. Like so many other Americans, I am genuinely shocked and saddened that our nation so long the beacon of light and hope for democracy has come to such a dark moment. Through war and strife, America's endured much. And we will endure here and we will prevail again and will prevail now. The work of the moment and the work of the next four years must be the restoration of democracy, of decency, honor, respect, the rule of law, just plain, simple decency, the renewal of the politics. It's about solving problems, looking out for one another, not stoking the flames of hate and chaos. As I said, America is about honor, decency, respect, tolerance. That's who we are. That's who we've always been. The certification of the Electoral College vote is supposed to be a sacred ritual, which we affirm, the purpose is to affirm the majesty of American democracy. But today's reminder 
a painful one, that democracy is fragile, and to preserve it requires people of goodwill, leaders of the courage to stand up, who are devoted not to the pursuit of power, but or the personal interest pursuits of their own selfish interest at any cost, but of the common good. Think what our children watching television is thinking. Think what the rest of the world is looking at. For nearly two and a half centuries, we, the people, in search of a more perfect union, have kept our eyes on that common good. America is so much better than what we've seen today. Watching the scenes from the Capitol, I was reminded as I prepared other speeches in the past, I was reminded of the words of Abraham Lincoln in his annual message to Congress, whose work has today been interrupted by chaos. Here's what Lincoln said. He said, we shall nobly save or merely lose the last best hope on earth. Went on to say, the way is plain peaceful, generous, just, a way which, if followed, the world will forever applaud and God must forever bless. The way is plain here, too. That's who we are. It's the way of democracy, of respect, of decency, of honor. and commitment as patriots to this nation. Notwithstanding what I saw today and we're seeing today, I remain optimistic about the incredible opportunities. There has never been anything we can't do when we do it together. And this God-awful display today is bringing home to every Republican and Democrat and Independent in the nation we must step up. This is the United States of America. There's never, ever, 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 ever been a thing we've tried to do that we've done it together. We've not been able to do it. So, President Trump, step up. May God bless America. And may God protect our troops and all those folks at the Capitol who are trying to preserve order. Thank you, and I'm sorry to have kept you waiting. I think what we've just seen there is uh, Biden, Joe Biden just become the mm. President of the United States of America. That mm. will prove, I think, in time to be one of the, the great and more important speeches by a President. Using the words siege, insurrection, th mm. this borders on sedition. Uh, strong, strong words, and he is absolutely right. Yeah, President Trump, um, I call on you to go on national television to fulfil your oath to defend the Constitution and demand an end to this siege, which he has not done. It was very heartfelt, wasn't it? Very powerful words from Joe Biden. It certainly was. Dr Keith Souter, uh, let's bring you in now. Uh, what we heard then from President-elect Biden uh, was that at best the words of a president can inspire. I think we were just given an example of that. At worst, the words of a president can incite. Effectively, mm. I believe what he has done there is blame Donald Trump for the violence we are seeing unfold right now. Yes, because if Donald Trump had not been disputing the election all the way back to the early November, we wouldn't be in this situation now. Trump has still refused to concede. He is still saying, I won the election, I've still got lawyers, although they're not so active now, trundling through the courts, challenging returns. His last action has been to prevent this formal announcement, which he's done. It's a matter of routine. It's a great ceremony, but it's a matter of routine. And this has just been disrupted. So Trump, all the way along, has disrupted it. Now, Trump will say, well, look, I'm not responsible for them storming 
Congress, and it should show the congressional building should have better security. It's got immense security, but clearly was overwhelmed by what we've just seen in the last few hours. And Trump will just simply say, well, you know, these are just my supporters. They're like me. They're very angry with the result. It's a lot more than that, isn't it? Because mm. as you say, he spent two months saying uh, things like, we will never concede. Yeah. Um, a US president has never said that before, no. has he? No, and it's normally a matter of routine. You know, we were here covering it on Sunrise. We were waiting for the president to concede mm. and Joe Biden. I was to there, accept yeah. It, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, and we didn't get that. He, he's also sent his attack dog, Rudy, Rudy Giuliani, spoke at that rally today, called for trial by combat, <laughs> and then the crowd moved up to the yeah. Capitol. It's, you know, one and one makes two, doesn't it? That's right. Oh, it's certainly a form of incitement, and we know the crowd there is well-armed as well. You've got the right to bear arms in the United States. And so it's almost inevitable that you're going to get some violence. I'm surprised that, in fact, the casualty was so small, given the amount of weaponry that would have been around. I precisely, I, I completely agree with you. And let's hope that it stays that way. Reports of multiple injuries. One woman has been yep. shot in the chest. She is fighting for her life right now. But in terms of that weaponry that you touch on, uh, a pipe bomb has been confirmed there. And we've seen those pictures that will prove to be... Uh, key moments, uh, sad moments in American history where we've got guns drawn and tear gas being released inside. How on earth, Keith, were they allowed to, to gain access like this? How could they be so under-resourced when Trump pretty much forecast this? Well, the, the mayor had called out the, um, the state guard or, or whatever they have in, in Washington, D.C. So they were obviously anticipating problems. But the problem with Trump for the last four years is that we've always failed to think about the unthinkable. And so they probably thought oh, I'll be another rally because they have rallies all the time outside that building. No one had thought there'd be this sort of mass invasion and occupation of the building. Um, so for four years, we've been failing to think about the unthinkable. And this has been the challenge for us all the way along, including even today, this idea of them just storming into it. How are they going to get him out of that White House? Mm. Oh, right. he will need right. to leave. Oh, look, at midday, January 20, on the dot, which is why the swearing-in ceremony is so important, suddenly his phone is disconnected. If he's still in the White House, he's a trespasser. What, will they drag him out? If, if necessary. My, my yeah. assumption is that he'll be already out of the building. He may not be in the swearing-in, which is normally what you have at this smooth transition of power, the ex-president being there in the crowd to greet the incoming president, he may boycott that. But if he, if he stays in the building, he is a trespasser and is committing a federal offence as from midday on January 20. And so you don't think he'll even turn up at the inauguration? Well, given his uh, recent history, mm. he may well want to boycott it and continue to say, I disagree with the result. Mm. A series of firsts. And he's going to have, well, and don't forget, he'll be the first president subject to so much litigation. He's got the, the state attorney general of New York after him on tax return issues, whole series of issues. Mm. So he's going to be very busy in his retirement defending himself yeah, and avoiding jail. He can't pardon them all. He can't no. pardon the state ones. That's right. He yeah. can only pardon himself. Yeah. You just fear what damage has been done to America's standing in the world right now, in the, worlds of, in the words of Joe Biden. Uh, the democracy there is under grave threat. Mm. Well, it's very difficult for us to complain about what's going on in Hong Kong at the moment mm. when the Chinese can say you guys can't even protect your own it national parliament. It's just short of a coup, really. <laughs> yeah. 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 Thank yeah. you so Thank much. You. This just in from President Donald Trump after those protesters stormed the Capitol. I know you're pain. I know you're hurt. We had an election that was stolen from us. It was a landslide election and everyone knows it, especially the other side. But you have to go home now. We have to have peace. We have to have law and order. We have to respect our great people in law and order. We don't want anybody hurt. It's a very tough period of time. There's never been a time like this where such a thing happened, where they could take it away from all of us, from me, from you, from our country. This was a fraudulent election. But we can't play into the hands of these people. We have to have peace. So go home. We love you. You're very special. You've seen what happens. You see the way others are treated that are so bad and so evil. I know how you feel. But go home and go home in peace. 
Well, that is the message that Joe Biden had called on uh, Donald Trump to deliver. We see it there, but you mu it must be said, Matt, that there is still some mixed messaging there saying that mm. the, the election was stolen, it was rigged, but go home. Yeah. Uh, let's and go. you're very special. And you're very special and we love you. I mean, these are anarchists. This has been described as sedition mm. uh, by Joe Biden just moments ago. Let's go live now to our US correspondents. First to Tim Lester in Washington, D.C. Tim. Uh, absolute chaos there. Uh, yeah, extraordinary, extraordinary scenes, Matt, to see one of the most uh, famous democratic buildings on earth, frankly, invaded by its people. Uh, tens of thousands had come from a, a rally with the president, remember, in front in the, in the lawned area down to the Washington Monument. He'd suggested they go to the Capitol building to put pressure on his Vice President Mike Pence inside the Capitol building and other politicians that they needed to overturn the election result. Many constitutional lawyers say they can't do that, that that simply isn't possible. The President had said it was and sent them to the building. The building uh, uh, then was uh, uh, windows broken. They managed to make their way through the doors. Uh, we think several dozen. They got no into, into the into the uh, Senate chamber, uh, yelled that Trump had legitimately won the election in the Senate chamber. We know that there was gunfire. We know that one woman has at the very least been seriously hurt. And we also now know that Homeland Security says it is beefing up uh, its uh, security of the Capitol building now, a curfew for later today. Just an astonishing outcome. This, the frustration that Donald Trump's supporters feel about what happened on November 3rd. Look at the pictures there that we've just seen out of one woman being shot. Yeah. Uh, she's fighting for her life. But just to pick up on uh, what we heard from Donald Trump just moments ago, we love you, you're very special. That's how these people, he has described these protesters who have stormed the Capitol and taken over uh, inside in Congress. Yeah, I know, it's horrendous. A lot of people saying, uh, how, how different would this be um, if it was a Black Lives Matter protest, which we saw in Washington, uh, where the National Guard was brought in Where is the away. National Guard? Well, they're, they're, uh, we are hearing reports that the, the Capitol Police actually called for the National Guard and were turned down. We're trying to... Um, we're trying to clarify that, though. Let's go to David Woywood in our US Bureau. Um, we have these shots, David, of, of this woman being shot. We think she was a protester. Uh, yes, that's what we understand at this point, Nat. This woman, as part of this uh, bloody escalation in these developments here in the capital there, has been shot by law enforcement inside. She was shot in the chest and we are told that she is uh, in a critical condition uh, at the moment. But I just want to pick up on a point that you made a few seconds ago there about the National Guard and where exactly are they? Well, that request was made by uh, the local mayors there in that region and we are told that it has been denied by the Department of defence. So obviously there is a very urgent need there for additional law enforcement officials to uh, take over the situation there. Incredible scenes currently unfolding. We have seen uh, scenes of uh, police within the chamber actually drawing weapons, barricading those doors and trying to keep those uh, pro-Trump supporters out after they gained access uh, to a number of rooms within the building. There we have seen looting and I know that that has been something quite synonymous with uh, other riots that we have seen this year but people souveniring elements uh, from within the building as well. We've seen the Confederate flag as well being flown so uh, incredibly difficult to watch scenes here unfolding in the US Capitol. Yeah there are shots of um some of the protesters with uh, in people's offices, in the Speaker Nancy Pelosi's office with the, his feet up on the desk. Leaving notes on the desks. Yes, someone walking off with a podium. Um, definitely um, evidence of that looting in place. Let's go to Charles Stewart, Professor of Political Science at Massachusetts Institute of Technology. Morning to you. Uh, look, we've said how abhorrent this whole morning has been, uh, but that video from the President of the United States, he's said what people have been asking for this morning, go home to the protesters, but we love you, you are very special. Um, exactly, this was not the sort of message from a President of the United States who is intent upon 
guiding, guarding the rule of law, um, guarding constitutional principles. Um, basically, he's continuing um, the message that incited this riot, incited this violence, and um, will really do nothing um, to put an end to it. Um, and in fact, I think I'm afraid it will continue to stoke it um, in the next few days by not taking a, a firmer stance. Um, um, as if, I, ha I hate to say it, nobody really expected him to take a firm stance. Um, but this was an entirely inadequate response. Uh, pro Professor, I totally agree. And as Nat has mentioned, I think uh, when time works its way through, those comments, we love you, you are very special, will prove to be among uh, the most incredible that we have heard from uh, President Trump. And, and that is saying something. What does this mean for Trump now, do you think? Uh, how much responsibility does he bear uh, for inciting what has unfolded there in Washington, D.C.? You know, I'm someone who's usually, um, you know, tries to keep um, cool and calm in, in the face of, of President Trump. But I think this is a specific incident in which you can directly draw a line from his remarks at the rally that preceded immediately before this action. He spoke at a rally. And, um, and I think it can fairly be said that he incited this um, activity. And so I think he absolutely has to be um, considered to be the cause of this. And, um, um, and not necessarily in a criminal way, but certainly in a moral way. And um, I, I find it interesting that people are beginning to talk. There's talk right now about um, invoking, trying to invoke the 25th Amendment, which is a way to remove the president. I unfortunately don't think that's gonna happen either, but this, these are really extraordinary times that are due to the actions of this president. There's really no two ways about it. So what happens now? Um, if this count, which was happening today, which is supposed to be a pretty boring event, mm -hmm. if the count can't be certified, will the inauguration be delayed? What happens with Biden's inauguration? Well, I think there's two things. One, I, we, can be, we can be certain that the congressional leadership um, is um, working to make sure the count um, resumes um, either today or, or as soon as possible. That's the first thing to um, keep in mind. The second thing to keep in mind is that the Constitution is still in effect. And the Constitution is very clear that if the, um, that the term of office of the president ends at noon on January 20th, and um, if there's no, if the count hasn't ended by then, then the Speaker of the House of Representatives, that is Nancy Pelosi, becomes the acting president. And so um, the Constitution is going to continue. But, but I have to say, I think, I think congressional leadership is resolved now to move ahead. They were resolved at the beginning. But it's very clear that the leadership in the Senate and the House are going to move and make sure that these domestic terrorists are not going to defeat um, a core constitutional um, um, a, a, a core constitutional action. Absolutely, but first they have to find a way to get back into the chamber. Uh, Charles Stewart, thank you for your for your time this morning. And while all this plays out, Nat, uh, the, the the count's still going on in Georgia. The balance of power in the Senate remains up for grabs. Yep, but it looks like uh, the Democrats have got those two Georgian Senate seats. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. 
Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. The Washington, D.C. mayor has imposed now a 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. curfew after pro-Trump supporters stormed Congress as lawmakers were certifying November's election result. The U.S. president and president-elect Joe Biden have both spoken in just the last hour calling for calm. This was a fraudulent election, but we can't play into the hands of these people. We have to have peace. So go home. We love you. You're very special. You've seen what happens. You see the way others are treated that are so bad and so evil. I know how you feel. But go home and go home in peace. This is the United States of America. There's never, ever, 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 ever been a thing we've tried to do. That we've done it together. We've not been able to do it. So, President Trump, step up. Well, for more, we're joined by Seven News reporter Amelia Brace, a former U.S. correspondent. Morning to you. Uh, you were caught up um, in these riots. You were attacked. Um, you reported to Congress about your experiences. How does, how does today compare to that? Well, unfortunately, I don't think anything about today is surprising. I think as soon as Donald Trump lost that election, we knew that he wasn't going to go quietly and that there were 70 million people in America who were unhappy that he lost that election. And unfortunately, they've been encouraged to believe that it was a false result. Uh, I, I think there's a, a very different uh, scene today, not only in terms of the protesters, obviously, these are right-wing protesters, they are pro-Trump protesters, as opposed to the left-wing Black Lives Matter protesters. And I do think there's a difference in the response, both from the police, but also, obviously, from the president. Uh, back in June, we saw Donald Trump take a stand, saying that he is the president of law and order. He has tweeted that this morning, but he's done absolutely nothing to actually enact it. He hasn't walked out in the street. He hasn't posed to, to show that he won't be intimidated by these people. Instead, he's basically saying, do what you like, go home if you want but uh, if anything encouraging them and I, and I think that video we saw on Twitter did absolutely nothing to help uh, about half an hour ago. The contrast is stark actually Amelia and, and you pointed to it. Uh, right now we understand that members of the media are under attack by some of these protesters. Let's take some of that live uh, pictures now. Uh, so it's not dissimilar to what you saw but essentially in the reverse. One of the things I'd like to point out is I guess Trump's different response here. Uh, he has called the people who stormed Congress today um, special people and he says I love you how does that compare to his response when you were in the thick of it? Exactly. It is polar opposites to his response. He targeted the protesters who were outside the White House, but realistically, the White House was never under any threat like we're seeing today at the Capitol building. Uh, he called them out consistently, calling them criminals. Uh, today, th these aren't good people. We don't love them. They are criminals. They are breaking the law. And as uh, David mentioned uh, a short time ago, it's been 200 years since we've seen anything like this in the United States of America, and that was during a time of war. This is America attacking itself. These people have no respect for this institution. They have no respect for this building. And they have no respect for democracy. And that's what's really concerning here. This should be the world's greatest democracy. But if you're encouraged to not believe election results because they don't suit you, then democracy doesn't exist. And this is what that looks like. Obviously, a lot of questions will be asked after today about the security, how they got through. Um, and to top that off, we're seeing pictures now um, of the, the protesters, the lawbreakers, taking selfies with the police and the police nodding, chatting. Uh, that was completely different to the ones who were attacking you, Amelia. Exactly. And, I mean, it is the same police force there in Washington, D.C. The one thing, as I said, this isn't shocking 
that, that this is happening today. The one thing that I think is amazing is that these people got into the building so mm. quickly. I've testified in Congress. I've been in that building and I can tell you it is not easy to get into. So questions do need to be asked about how that happened. I'm sure uh, there were plenty of uh, police officers, plenty of Secret Service agents, uh, agents doing everything they could to protect the people inside that building and the building itself. But images like that certainly don't help. And again, just keep feeding this divide in the country and the idea that there are two separate teams mm. and that there's very little that can be done to bring them together. That'll be a key question moving forward. Where was the National Guard and what requests were made and were not answered? Just want to read you a, a tweet from Donald Trump. This was back at the time of the Black Lives Matter protests. Anarcha anarchists, agitators and protesters who vandalise or damage uh, the federal courthouse or any federal buildings should be prosecuted minimum 10 years in prison. Very, very different to him going onto Twitter today and saying that uh, we love you, you are very special people. Exactly. And as I said, if anything, that tweet would be more appropriate today and his response today mm. would have been more appropriate back in June. As I said on the day, I was standing in that crowd back in June and there was no imminent threat. There was not even really a feeling that of something building. It was a very peaceful protest and those people were treated absolutely brutally. They were hit with non-lethal bullets. They were hit with tear gas and pepper spray. And we're not seeing that today. It does seem to be a, a disproportionate response, but on the other end of the spectrum, again, both from the police and the president. Yeah. It is all something we have never, ever seen, as you say, in 200 years of American history. Amelia, thank you very much for your insight today. After a few years in the US, you're a great one to speak to. Let's go live now to David Boywood in our US Bureau. David, the Senate has been decided, we understand. Uh, that's right, Matt. It has been a run and done, and John Ossoff has uh, claimed that final seat for the Democrats, giving Joe Biden uh, a majority in the US Senate now after he de defeated David Perdue by a very uh, razor-thin majority there. Now, uh, John Ossoff, quite interestingly, he is half Australian. His mum was born in uh, Sydney, and he will take that final seat, giving Joe Biden uh, that majority. But it, uh, that Georgia runoff election, of course, it has been that trigger point for many of those scenes that we've seen uh, unfolding at the state capitol this, uh, this morning with these incredible scenes of these crowds still smashing in, still in control of parts of the building there as police continue to drive them out and we are approaching that curfew time at 6pm. So interesting to see what will happen when police do finally take back control there. That will really shift things for President Biden's next four years. Mm. Yep, exactly. Kamala Harris has the deciding vote now that um, Senate is, is tied 50-all uh, and the Vice President of the United States, Kamala, has the deciding vote. So that's uh, also a lot of what this chaos was about today. A huge moment in US history that we've seen unfold today. Thanks for being with us here on Sunrise.